Welcome to Youthology Live. It's Sunday night and it's time for 12 minutes of learning. Thank you for joining us again. You know this is where we are every Sunday night, somewhere. Uh, last week it was from LA, today I'm home. It's been great, awesome weekend. And uh, we're picking up where we left off last week, okay? So while you maybe call a friend or text a friend uh, to join us live right now, okay? Let me kind of cover what we did last week, then I'll jump right into this week because we have a ton to do. If you remember last week, I started the first of two parts on the sexual revolution and what our, our approach is as youth leaders toward uh, this new emerging uh, wave that has hit America, right? So last week I talked about uh, two simple things, uh, truth and grace, okay, truth and grace, and uh, because we were doing a Q&A, and so that was the, the big question, and we couldn't finish it, okay? There's no way we could finish it. And so it came down, it came down to last week, this final question, how do youth leaders approach the sexual revolution? What do we say? What is our role, right? And so I'm gonna give you four approaches, right? So hopefully uh, you'll be joining us as we come, but I think you know the format too. Those of you that have been following us, if you're not able to watch it live, then uh, by Tuesday, I will have this all set up in a transcript mode, okay? And it'll be on our website at youthology.com. Also on all of our social media, okay? It'll be on all the social media sites and then uh, youtube.com forward slash, forward slash Jeff Grinnell too, okay? You can watch it uh, right there, okay? So let's get into tonight, uh, 12 minutes of learning, um, Youthology Live, and four approaches of youth leaders in the sexual revolution. Listen, with the changing legislation in government, okay, think about this, the redefinition of the family, etc. With the changing definition of government, a lack of censorship in the media, okay? Maybe that's something we can deal with in the future, how we used to have a little more censorship in media, all forms of media, right? Uh, to sex education, okay, in the public school setting, to really even a lack of family Christianity, okay, a lack of the family structure and family education, or family systems, right? Because of all of that, okay, all of those, listen again, legislation and government, censorship in the media, uh, sex education in the schools, a liberal sex education in the schools, and uh, this family Christianity, a lack of the family Christianity. I think there's this, there's been this wave hit our culture, okay? Um, and I think you see that too. And so how do, how do we, as youth leaders, approach this culture? And uh, so this week, I wanna give you two new terms. I'm gonna give you the four approaches, but I want you to think in these, new, in these terms. They are the terms that maybe you've heard in culture called binary, okay, and non-binary. And, and really what they are, if you take the word apart, bi, two, the binary view of sexuality is male and female, okay? That's the binary view, male and female. The non-binary view, you'll see this in a lot of literature, okay? See it on uh, social media. The non-binary view is many, 
okay? There's more than just the male and the female. There's numerous choices, okay? Uh, and if you break that down, it's a calculation. It's really a mathematical term. A calculation by two, binary, or a calculation by many, which is non-binary, okay? Um, so, here's our four approaches. With that said, trying to get you to a principled binary set, okay? A principled binary set versus principle versus a, a like, like many in a non-binary setting, different choices, personal choices maybe, right? Uh, what is our approach as youth leaders? Approach number one, scripture over culture. Scripture over culture. This is the truth issue. Listen, I see all the time, I hear all the time, ideas, thoughts, okay? Opinions, but I, those things are not as important to me as scripture. Okay, we, we cannot get caught in a cultural wave as youth leaders where even personally, we're not really prepared to deal with the issue because we spend more time in the culture than we do scripture. That I'll get to that in a minute. That's the second point. But So this first point is, as leaders, we have to be able to handle this issue from a scriptural per, uh, you know, perspective, okay? A scriptural understanding. So let me go there, okay? Let me go there. Number one, the Genesis intent. The Genesis intent is taken from Genesis chapter one through three and the creation of man in the first accounts. And I think you know in theology that the first or the types, okay, prototypes, uh, typicals, okay, uh, when something is created uh, is very important. And so we see in Genesis 1 and 3 this, uh, gen this Genesis intent that is the first or foundational rule. God created male and female, correct? Okay, that's the Genesis intent. Then I want to forward you to the Matthew intent. Okay, the Matthew intent is Jesus on sexuality. And so many people say Jesus had nothing to say about it. We hear that all the time. Uh, yes, he did. Okay, so in the Matthew intent, and there's, there's several scriptures, so I'm just going to leave it at Matthew, and then you'll see it in the blog. I'm, I'm not going to take the time to read those, but Jesus goes back again to the type Okay, and he, and he quotes Moses from the Old Testament almost word for word. Now, isn't that interesting that uh, Jesus could have evolved kind of like we are in culture? Did you catch that? Could have evolved like maybe it's not good enough. Maybe the old progressive, maybe the old conservative principles aren't good enough. We should get more progressive. Listen, people get more progressive when they stay away from the scriptures. Okay, we don't have to reinvent. God doesn't need help. The Holy Spirit doesn't need help for us to reinvent a theology of sexuality. The first theology worked, okay? And so Jesus, with this definition of sexuality, goes back to the original definition, meaning 6,000 or whatever in, in, uh, in years prior to this, 6,000 years before Jesus is speaking these words or so, right? Um, Jesus goes back and quotes Moses. So just an, an interesting thought with the Matthew intent, okay? So um, let me get practical with this one real quick and I'll move on to the second one. The, so practical scripture over culture as youth leaders, 
We need to take the youth service, small groups, our personal mentoring, family model, the, the family model of the youth pastor and the youth leader, and even guest speakers who come in who can handle this, and we must educate our students with scripture more than we do with just culture, okay? Because we cannot raise an, another ignorant generation on sexuality. Let me go to the second one, okay? First one, first approach is scripture over culture. And the second approach is culture over scripture because it really is important to understand that too. If we don't understand the arguments and some of the things that are going on, it's gonna be very difficult to speak to this issue, okay? So here's how I wanna share, open this one up. Teen Vogue, Time, Rolling Stones, Sports Illustrated, National Geographic. Each of these have covered this topic liberally, okay? And set the redefinition of sexuality from a binary setting to a non-binary setting. Mostly because, hear me, mostly because it becomes personal. And we start setting up a personal morality rather than having a systemic, a systematic um, morality. So what you've heard before, right, uh, is that this generation is post-Christian. Well, really all, all we're saying is they've become relative truth. Truth is relative. It's personal, right? And so when we don't have this, this set, this principled set, a constitution, okay, a constitution, then we start saying, well, maybe on Monday things could be, but on Friday, on the weekend, okay, Sunday's good. Sunday would be religious, but then whatever happens during the week, we're, we're cool with that, right? So listen to these stats, okay? This is what our world looks like. This is what teenagers are growing up in. 76% of Christian teens believe gender is your birth sex. 76% Christian teens believe gender is the birth uh, sex. However, as Christian teens, only 48%, about half of general teens, Gen X, this is, this, sorry, this is Gen Z, Gen Z study. Uh, uh, I'll get to the, the study in a minute. 48% believe that uh, it doesn't have to be your birth order or your birth nature or your birth sex, okay? So Christian teens, 76%, and, and uh, all of Gen Z, 48%, uh, gender is your birth sex, okay? 77% of students feel physical, mental, verbal abuse, bullying because of sexual issues. Three quarters, okay? Because we're not, we're not getting this right, okay? We're not getting this right. Um, one in three girls is abused by a boyfriend. One in three girls abused by a boyfriend. Listen, what I'm, why I share these with you from barnett.org forward slash impact 360. I share these with you because culture isn't working. Culture isn't working. So we need a redefinition back from what has been taken away from uh, our, our original, right? And so, uh, yeah, let me move on with this because the public debate, the government legislation, the, the, the messed up family, all of that stuff isn't working. So what do we do next? The third approach, and I, I really believe this is critical for you to understand, and that is that relationship over judgment. So often because of the way maybe conservative evangelicals feel, they become very judgmental and we separate ourselves from people that have different sexual views than, than we do, okay? Listen, 
That's not Christian. That's not right. That, that's not love. Okay? Some of us will, will embrace people who are gossipers. We will embrace people who uh, have addic other addictions. Some of us will embrace people who, who continue to lie and you can't trust their word. And yet we write the word anathema, right? Cursed on somebody who doesn't have a, the same sexual view we do. Where did that come from? Right? That's, it's not right. So I'm gonna get practical with this. And this is not gonna be popular for some people, but I really wanna challenge you. I wanna bring some tension into this moment right now. Here's the tension. We, we cannot only welcome students who may not have the same sexual views than we do, but we must celebrate them. Okay, we can't just, it's not just welcoming them and keeping them from a distance. We have to celebrate them, even to the point of involvement. I said it, involvement. Because if we can involve other students who are struggling with other things in their life, but we can't involve somebody who might have a different sexual uh, view than we do at, the at that time in their life, and maybe they're working something out, and we tell them, there's no place in the kingdom for you, Where, uh, where's that coming from, right? Listen, I don't think you have to behave to belong. All right? All right. Can I move on? The fourth approach as youth leaders. And finally, as we approach the sexual revolution that's going on in our age, is that we as youth leaders must model family to this generation. Because hear me, the answer to every problem in culture is healthy families. I mean, we could do a mic drop right here. You know what I'm saying? The answer to every problem in culture is family. I want to read something to you. It is easier to build children than it is to repair men and women. It is easier to structure and build and set our families in order, principled order, with the, uh, we're talking from a Christian perspective here, the, 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 the scriptures, than it is to repair them later. Okay? Um, let me tell you why. Many students are confusing, okay? They're, they're just, they're confusing sexual attraction, same sex attraction as sin. Hear me, same sex attraction is not sin. I think same sex attraction and same sex action are two different things. And so we have to be able to model and help students through the process of saying things like, man, you know, I love being around my girlfriends that we, and we have sleepovers and I had these feelings, you know, when we were all texting on the, on the bed or on the couch, right? And, and I had these feelings for, I must be. No, no, that doesn't, that doesn't mean just because you have an attraction doesn't mean that you've crossed the line and you have sinned against the scriptures, the Genesis intent and the Matthew intent, right? It doesn't mean that. So how are we gonna handle that and deal with that moving forward? We have to model in our families how to process our physiology and the changes physiologically that we are going through. And as leaders, if we're married, we have to handle that, right? Uh, the respect that we have with, with our spouse. As leaders, if we're in a dating relationship or how we handle um, the, the opposite sex in our setting, if we're a, a male youth leader or a female youth leader, how do we handle that? We are modeling to students our theology, okay? so. Man, 
let me go back to those real quick. Uh, I know I'm going over, and I think I'm at like 13 or 14 minutes now. Welcome to 12 minutes of learning that just expanded, right? So whatever. So number one is the scriptural, scripture over culture, right? Number two is culture over scripture and understanding culture and where culture is at right now as youth leaders. Number three is our relationship is more important than our judgment, right? We've got to be careful of that. And then finally, um, which I, I think is really important, that is the, the family modeling of this whole issue. Okay, so hey, thank you for joining us. I know this is a difficult issue, but you can, I'm going to break this down. I'll manuscript this, and you'll be able to share this with others and on our youthology.com, on all of our social media, and also on YouTube. I'll get some graphics on this, uh, post-product this, and it'll be up uh, running by Tuesday um, at, at uh, youtube.com forward slash forward slash Jeff Grinnell. Thank you for joining us for 12 minutes of learning on Sunday night. I'll be back right here next Sunday night at 9 p.m. Central. Okay? Thank you. Have a great day.